Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast, episode 62. I'm here with Ben the morning after a 2-0 defeat away at Notts County. Ben, how are you feeling, mate? I'm okay. A- episode 62? Yeah, mate, 62. Is that what we're on? Yeah. We still, we still haven't done our 50th episode special. No, we haven't. <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> we haven't. It'll come. We had... We had... Yeah, we have grand plans. They are in place, but they just haven't happened yet. That might be an end-of-season thing, I think. We'll get there. We'll get there, we I'm will sure. Get there. Yes, I'm we sure. will. Um, yes, the, the morning after. Yeah. And I feel, I feel very much refreshed after invoking Rule 2 of the Glover's cast. I have slept on it. For context as well, listener, literally me and Coatsy were banging a few messages back and forth and nothing, nothing out of Ben last night. Um, he no. really did. I think he went to sleep straight away, almost. Uh, virtually, virtually. <laughs> I finished work, put the boy to bed, and it wasn't long after before I, I just gave in. It, I was, I was, I was fairly cheesed off. In to yeah. be perfectly honest with you, and I don't feel like I was the only one either. Um, yeah, if we'd have recorded last night, you might have had to have purchased a, a bleep button for some of it that I wanted to say. <laughs> um, it was, it was not good, mate. Let's 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 be perfectly honest. It was not good, and that's that's something that's been echoed. That's not just me saying that. The manager said so after the match, and Is yeah, it? it was poor. And a lot of people, and I, the manager doesn't come up, cover out 
and cover himself in any glory for some of the decisions that that we made tactically. Um, the execution, the the just the way that we set up the the squad shape, the the depth of the squad. It was yeah, it was a lot of it was a lot of rubbish yesterday, mate. To be perfectly honest. <laughs> I mean the the thing that I guess, I guess the big eyebrow rate. There's two. You know, we have got two eyebrows, so each one can be raised. Uh, the first one was four on the bench. Um, hashtag where's Warby? And the second, uh, Josh Neufeld at right back felt like a massive, um, well, <laughs> doesn't scream right it back, was, does he? <laughs> it was a 45-minute experiment that lasted 43 and a half minutes too long. <laughs> it, um, I, I, I don't know. There must have been thought. There must have been. It's not something that you, you just do. There must have been training i imagine they worked really stinking hard on getting that team ready for any given challenge and it was decided that that was the way that they were going to go and worthington was going to go into midfield and neufeld was going to go at right back it did not work end of no well, we found work. we found out bradley was injured after after the game i think didn't we um yeah fine that's not a problem that's no, not a problem no, no but, but it's I just think... You know, they may. I don't know at what point he picked up his injury. Um, I don't know if the manager said, but whatever point he picked up his injury, you know, the plan was probably never Neufeld at right back, and then we've had to had to uh, adapt last minute. Yeah, but there are so many other ways to adapt. Oh yeah, of course. I'm not. Def- I'm not defending. <laughs> um, I, I. I. That's that's where I'm confused here. That's where I'm confused. At what point was that the the option that made the most sense. Bradley came off the other week um, three or four games ago, didn't he? And Worthington went into right back and did just lovely. Not mm. a problem. So why was that not the ultimate, well, the the go-to move? Why was that not just, okay, it's not perfect, but Matty Worthington, sorry we can't use you in midfield, but we're going to have to shift you here for 90 minutes. Let's get Bradley back next week. We're fine. Or we've got a left back on the bench. Well, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of every tactical procedure in the world, but isn't left back just right back with the other side? <laughs> you have said this before. <laughs> I don't know. Like, is that not a better square peg in a round hole? I don't know. Is there not a moment that you could say you throw uh, Skendy's done centre back, go him to centre back, and move someone else? Maybe move one of the the, the centre backs out to right back. Yeah, maybe but move do to you a back three? Do you want to take maybe away move... Skendy's creativity up up the top? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we will get onto that. Um, but there were just there were other ways of going about it. Heck, stick friggin' Dagnall at the right back, and it would have been more effective than having Josh Neufeld there. Not so much defensively. Defensively, I actually thought we weren't horrendous yesterday. I thought Hunt and Sass Davis as a combo were actually pretty good. Head mm. the way everything they needed to head head away. They worked well together as a team. I think the inclusion of Dickinson when he was on just it just kind of adds that solidity. Solidity? Solidity. Yeah, my words are amalgamating to one. It's fine. Point. You're on it. Um, defensively, uh, fine. Not a problem with that. And, and Neufeld, to his credit, was very good awareness in terms of positioning when defensive requirements were, were asked upon him. What it did was it just completely nullified any attacking threat that we had. Mm. We just didn't have anything... Um, Tom Knowles got booked relatively early on, sort of 10 minutes in, him and Mickey Doyle, who 
an old wily character who knows exactly how to play referees, who knows exactly how he needs to get at opposition. He's so good at it. He's one of those players. He's very Robbie Savage-like, isn't it? You don't want him against you, but you kind of want him on your team because he's a horrible son of a thing and he will make <laughs> things... He will, and that's exactly what he does. And he's brilliant at it and he's, you love to hate him. Um, uh, you jeer him, you cheer him if, if he's on your team and you, you boo him if he's not. And he knew exactly what was going on. He knew that because of the way that we were set up, our main attacking threat was always going to be Knowles. And if he could put a bit of pressure on him, got him booked in like the 10th, 11th, 12th minute or something. Suddenly, every time Notts County went down Tom Knowles' side, it kind of felt like Tom Knowles couldn't do anything. And I think he kind of had a couple of last chance words from the from the refs and ended up getting substituted in the second half. And it just nullified. It means we didn't have anything down that left-hand side from Knowles because he didn't really have the opportunity to go forward and be an impact player like he wants to be and get stuck in and, and stick the foot in and try and win the ball back. He couldn't do any of that. We didn't have it at the right-hand side because Neufeld was stuck at right-back twiddling his thumbs. And we didn't have it in the middle because Albert Skendi might as well have not been there. So it just nullified everything. And you could see the frustration. We've seen it a few times. Reed and Murphy, it just looked not, not bored, but Ruben Reed was coming deeper and deeper and deeper throughout the game just to try and have an effect on the game, just to try and make a difference. It was, um, it, yeah, it was a pretty shocking first half. Very well marshaled by Notts County. They deserve a fair chunk of credit for the way they marshaled the game. They played it at their pace. They didn't let oval come and uh, and dictate a, a minute of play and and credit to them for that because that's their that's their right almost as the home side yeah. but it was um yeah it's it's not it was not good it didn't make sense at half time the changes were made Worthington did go back to right back and uh, Neufeld came further forward and immediately he had more of an impact immediately we felt like we had an outlet we had someone who could just just move the ball forward 20 30 yards yeah, that's it. Just take it from 10 yards inside our own half where we're looking immediately to go backwards and play defenders and then maybe go long. We had someone who could then turn that into, well, actually, we're going to go 10 yards into their half and try and make something of it and win a throw in an attacking position, get a cross in, play a ball forward, you know, acknowledge that our strikers are even on the pitch. It's it's one of those it's one of those situations where it just made no sense whatsoever. Tactically, whether he'll ever admit it in public or not, Darren Sahl got that very wrong. Do you think um, it's a weird one, isn't it, not to change that? Do you think he sticks to, you know, we've often talked about, not we in particular, but other fans have talked about how there's no plan B, we always play that particular way. Do you think there's a sort of reticence from the manager to to admit fault early doors? Because that was a change, you know, Worthington was on the pitch, Neufeld was on the pitch, that was a change that could have been made, you know, after five minutes without upsetting anyone, really, and... and um, you know, swapping people out. And and like you said, Neufil is the way he carries a ball. To have that at the back of the pitch rather than at the top end of the pitch where you need something. Um, yeah, it, it is a an odd one from the manager. It's a strange one. I think I think it may be actually less about Neufil, that decision, more about Worthington. I feel like Worthington, or oh, we're just sticking him a right back. That's probably not the thought process of the gaffer, actually. He was probably brought in to try and nullify their midfield. Mm. We, we've talked about it before. That they've got such a lovely range of players in midfield. They've got a midfield that most in this league can really only wish to have. Mickey Doyle being very much one of them. And then you've got you've got Reeves, you've got Barnett, you've got others in there as well who can um, who can really cause cause damage. 
going forward, breaking up play, whatever it may be. They have, yeah, they've got a they've got a couple of very very nice midfielders, and I just wonder if that was that was our plan really to yeah. kind of have Worthington and Smith almost just in there just to try and nullify that midfield and it, it worked okay it worked okay-ish I mean they only broke the deadlock thanks to an absolute world of a free kick so um that that worked okay so maybe that maybe that was the thought process and I don't want to unnecessarily throw uh, Worthington under the bus but in terms of imposing our game on them I feel like we just gave that up to try and nullify and that's not that's not the over way of doing it it's not no. the over way of going no, maybe he was looking for something different to beat a team above us, perhaps. But um, let's talk yeah, about possibly. let's talk about the goals. Um, both both worldies. I'm a bit I'm a bit hesitant to use the whole oh they were worldies. We'll sort of give them those thing. You know the 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 goal came from a free kick. You know, so there's a mistake there giving away a free kick, and. Yeah. Um, although they're well struck, you know, you got to ask more of your your players to get to them and, and stop them happening. Yeah, I think so. I think if you're trying to nullify a midfield in that kind of area, if that was the plan of having that double up with, with Worthington and Smith, you can't go giving away silly free kicks. You can't go giving away silly free kicks in any situation when you've got someone like Reeves on the pitch, who is an incredible striker of a football. The actual free kick itself travels a long way now I'm I'm reluctant to give to give Smith a hard time because actually I think he's played quite well. He made a couple of one-on-one stops, sort of that were that were quite nice, especially in the second half. I seem to remember. Um, but maybe he'll look back at that and he'll look at it and think that ball has travelled a long, long way. And there's only really one place Reeves can put that. It seems to go not through the wall. It seems to go over it, but the wall doesn't seem like it's. Maybe maybe the cement wasn't particularly good this particular week. It's, <laughs> it, it looked a little bit flimsy. I think it, I think it went over Dickinson, and that surprises me because he's he's number one in my wall. <laughs> he's number one. Yeah. Um, uh, whether it takes a little nick off Skendy and just takes it out of the goalie's reach, I don't know. Uh, the, the replay system wasn't incredible with regards to the goal from behind the goal. I think we did see one, but it wasn't the greatest quality. Smith will be disappointed. Any any goalkeeper at any level will be disappointed when a goal goes in from a dead ball situation from that far out. That said, it's still going to be a good strike to even stand a chance. So I'm happy to give Smith a little moment of, oof, he could have done a little bit more about that. But it was a damn good strike. Mm. Yeah. There, there was a bit of a uh, debate on uh, social afterwards, as there always is, about the effectiveness of Alby in this game and and you know recent games we we spoke last week me you and Coatsy and said how he's played a lot of football um he's not proving particularly effective and we sort of you know our, my view is he plays well when the team plays well and and when you're on a when you're on a bit of a downward trend he doesn't seem to be that type of player who'll grab a game by the balls and um make things happen and really you're looking at yesterday and thinking that is absolutely what we needed was a player who's going to get on the ball and make things happen and 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 when the chips are down I don't it doesn't seem that Albie's that player he certainly wasn't the start of the season and now we're on a bit of a I know we won um a couple of weeks ago but we're on a, a bit of a negative in a big bit of a negative patch at the moment and, and he's not making things happen at the top end no, that's four defeats in five now. Yeah. 
Yeah, four which... defeats in five. Um, I I I said to you, I don't I don't want to do another podcast just just giving Alves Gendy a hard time because I'm 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 sick of saying it is the truth. Without question, over his what two seasons that he's been here now, Alves Gendy has done more good than bad, and we are absolutely right to say that because he has. And considering we got him for nothing from nowhere, the football that we've got out of him, the minutes on the pitch, the influence that he's had. He's been a far more positive acquisition than a negative acquisition. But for about the last six weeks, maybe, I've been saying I don't, I don't get it anymore. I don't understand. I don't understand what his position is. I don't understand if he's in that peak of a diamond, why he's not influencing the game more. That's what I want from that player. I was looking for it at, at times yesterday. No Neufeld in that attacking prowess, someone else has got to pick up that slack to influence the attacking play. And Skendi was just, he was just walking around at times. He was walking around at times. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced there was effort. I'm convinced he was putting the shift in. I'm convinced he was running. I bet if he, they had all the trackers on, I bet he covered the ground he had to cover. But every time he got the ball, there were a couple of times he got the ball and just tried to play worldy passes, 30, 40 yards, spray them across the pitch. And he was just going out for throwing. And, uh, Look, right now it appears there's no other option. We'll talk about the other option, I'm sure, in a minute. But for me, he's he's now he's just played too much football. He's he must be so low on confidence on his own personal game. We get through it when we're winning games. When we went on that three win streak of Weymouth, Dagen, and Barnet, I bet he was flying. But right now, when you're when you're losing games and you're losing games by fine margins, by by moments of magic, by worldy free kicks, by great strikes, by unlucky own goals in the 90-12th minute. <laughs> you, need, you need a player to create those one-off moments for you. For the fact that we've got great strikers, not just good strikers in this league, we've got really good ones, really good ones. And it, we're, we're, not, we're not giving them that. Murphy and Reed in the first half yesterday were living off nothing. And... That has to come from from Albi Skendi, and it was alluded to in the post match. This is not me just banging my boring drum again, but it is something that they said. I think he's, I think the gaffer is something like we're looking for that that moment of quality in the final third, that yeah. last ball, that last through, he that last we, touch. He said we lack technical quality in the final third. Which, there you go. You know, there's a there's a <laughs> there was a glaring I mean, omission <laughs> from the bench yesterday. Who who is full of technical quality, and I know afterwards. Um, uh, I think Sheridan tweeted afterwards he'd spoken to the manager who said that he was injured and they were hoping for good news on Monday. But, you know. The word injured, was the word injured used? Uh, oh, actually, it might not have been. Let me check. I mean, that's what you assume. When, yeah, well, you, you... we know what you assume, don't you? Assume makes an ass <laughs> out of you and me, mate. Um, yeah, hoping for better news this week. Was the, was the was the key part? Firstly, uh, okay. credit to Sheridan yeah. for for credit to Sheridan for asking the question, awkward question, on a on a big day for Sheridan yesterday to have to ask an awkward question like that. Credit that takes some that takes some guts. Let me tell you. So, yeah, credit. What have you found it? Uh, not quite. I am nearly there. Um, uh. Bradley was carrying an injury. Oh, Warburton very much in his plans and is hoping for some better news on him early next week. 
is the... Yeah, it doesn't say injury there, does it? No. So What it does say is Murphy's got a hamstring. Hand. Oh, right. Let's let's finish the Warburton chat before. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and then we'll go on to Murphy because Warburton, if it's just an injury, let's 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 take the assumption that it's an injury, and we're hoping for better news. That's good. Get him back in whenever we can. Get him in the fold. Get him on the bench. Get him some minutes. Warburton is too good of a player to be exiled out of this group. Now, if it's not an injury, if it's a non-footballing reasons, it's now time to make a call, isn't it? If it's a non-footballing reason, send him back to Northampton. Get rid. Yeah. If it's a non-footballing reason, reconcile and get him back in the squad. If it's a non-footballing reason, then we've that's that's two players we're down this season, two creative players down for non-footballing reasons. Exactly. And Which that's that's, that's not cool. That's not cool when you're saying after the game we're lacking creativity and quality in the final third. Yeah, and it's that technical okay, so... that it's that 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 word technical quality, which both Gabby Rogers and Matt Warburton have in spades, that technical ability to get the ball down, play intricate little passes and that sort of, you know, those style of players. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I, I can't, I can't say any more at no, this moment. I don't can think, I, don't I, think I don't think I can, can say any more. I, I don't, I feel like we're going around in circles now. Yeah. I feel like we're going around in circles. We have these players within the squad. We are paying these players wages. Unless we're not. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Just if we have them at our disposal, we should be using them. If they're available, let's let's get on with it and get them in because we are running out of time quickly if we want to get to where we are continually told we want to get to. Yeah. And, and the other if, thing is we've got, you know, the the trend that's in, that has happened in this squad is we go on a run of wins, we go on a run of defeats or a run yeah. without wins. And we're sort of going a little bit that way at the moment. We, we, we tend to go on runs and then struggle to turn it back round again. And we're not in a position now where we're going to be able to do a massive squad rebuild and bring in more like we were in December, January. Exactly. Exactly. So, Let's use what we've got. Yeah. Let's use what we've got. And what we might not have is, check this link out, by the way, check this link out. What we might not have on Tuesday is Reese Murphy. Oh, good link. Very good. Very nice. And very, very worrying thought. Um, yeah. So when it happened, it was kind of innocuous. I didn't really notice it. But then the camera zoomed in, the multi-camera use at Notts County zoomed in. And he didn't look good. He was in a lot of pain. And our... our um, Physio came on, all fully PPD'd up, and uh, within about 30 seconds did the whole hand-twizzling for substitution. The universal symbol for sub. So clearly, clearly, yeah. So clearly Murphy knew that something had gone. Whether or not it's one of them where he thinks, actually, it could be going, I, don't, I can't risk it. There's no point you trying it and then going and doing it properly and being out for the rest of the season, for example. Yeah. So um, that's that's what you have to hope. Hamstrings are never easy to get round because minimum it's a two-weeker because you've got to just rest and rest and rest and stretch and stretch and yoga your way back into it. Um, if it's bad, it, it could be a season ender. I mean, I mean, how many games have we got left? There's not there's not a massive amount left. So for him to be missing for 
even eight weeks now puts him puts us right to the end of the season, doesn't it? So Yeah, we've played um, thirty, so there's uh is it forty four game season this year with the uh well with Dover, yeah, forty four, so fourteen to go. Yeah. Um no, even less, isn't it? No, yeah, it would be less. Teams. Yeah, yeah, it's twenty two. It's twenty three with Dover. So yeah. So we've I mean we're end of March now. We've only got April and May left to go. Eight weeks will be a season ender. And we we've you know, if we consider ourselves well, us and Altrincham, we've played thirty, Altrincham have played thirty one. If we consider ourselves wanting to get in the playoffs, our Boreham would have played thirty. Um everyone above us has played less games. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to look at it yesterday and um I think is it is it no one above us played more? I was reading Hartlepool in second have played thirty. Yeah, and Boreham would have 30. played thirty. Everyone uh, else has played less. But the only team on thirty-one is Altrincham, who are a place below us. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, six points is the gap now. It's a big. Ass. I understand that. I understand that a lot of those games will be against one another. It's yeah. not like the top seven and eight have all got to play teams fifteen and below. There's going to be a lot of. A lot of games between sides in the top seven, so they're not going to be able to stretch too massive a lead. But as we said, as we said last week, that these two games are vital, and we've and we've chucked one of them away. So yeah, we fuming. we really <laughs> we really have we really yeah. have. So I think I think and I mean we're going to talk about we're recording this little section of the podcast before we talk to a Notts County fan, mostly to allow me to have a rant, but also just to kind of preempt the the second half of the podcast going forward. How do we go into Tuesday now? Low on confidence, potentially low on numbers. I don't, you know, where 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 do we go from here? Well, it'd be that's, nice that's... to have a full bench. Um... It would, and I think one of the things that we will have available to us on Tuesday is um, maybe a couple of youngsters. Yes, I mean the academy drew with Exeter on uh, Saturday uh, yes. with Alfie Lloyd scoring scoring two, so he's the only one who's really been. In with a shout, I think he came on a couple. Did he come on in the FA Cup? He's been on for us this season. Um, you may find another spot on the bench for him again. I mean, there's there'll be two going based on if Murphy's out. Um, yeah, I it's it's tricky. We had some questions on on you know the the youth and and you know Darren Sowell's reputation of bringing through youth and. I don't know. I I want I want youth to get the opportunity, and now's a perfect time to put them on the bench and get them in that group. But it's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure, and I think I think I kind of actually agree with the idea of not having Alfie Lloyd on the bench yesterday. What what good would that have done, Alfie Lloyd, yesterday? Yeah, well, he wouldn't have been able to be there anyway because he played. No, but what I'm saying is they could have pulled him from the under 18s and taken them with him. And they didn't. They left him with the under-18s to play 90 minutes, I presume, and get two goals and sort of continue his development. Um, so th- there are a couple of players. Didn't we make a big deal? I'm just reading the website now. I'm sure we made a bit of a deal about a young lad called uh, Toby Stevens, who I assume is the number four oh, on the, in the midfield list. Signed a, he signed a terms, didn't he, I think. Is that right? He signed professional terms. Yeah. yeah. So is he another one of those players? Um, I don't know much about any of them. Apologies. If somebody does, you're more than welcome to let me know and we'll we'll talk about him on the podcast. But the captain was number eight, Madrano. Can't say I know an awful lot about him, but if you're the captain, 
chances are you are somewhere near the uh, better end of the players on offer. Giha Madrano. Um, I expect he takes all the that... corners, throw-ins, free kicks as well. Yeah, quite possibly. So, <laughs> look, I mean, um, yeah, I think it's um, maybe something we might have to look at, not through sort of desire, but necessity. I would, I would hope we fill our bench at home, if nothing else. If nothing else, we should fill the bench at home. I don't mind them being left at home to play under 18s fixtures if if we're away. Yeah. There's no point spending the money on a hotel room for Alfie Lloyd, money on travel, money on wherever else we have to, to spend to get these players there for him to sit there and do nothing. That would make no sense. Do you think we're spending money on that? Um, well, I imagine there's a certain cost in getting players up and down. I'm not sure whether or not we're playing hotels. hotels. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure what other costs are involved, but mm. I imagine... Alfie Lloyd to sit on a bench and do nothing and maybe not come on in a game that we've lost in a dressing room that's probably feeling a bit down and out makes no sense. Not for his me. development. Not for his development. Playing 90 minutes against, uh, I would guess, quite a good extra academy. Well, yeah. Because they've, I mean... the, they've got one in the England squad this week, so they're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd, th- you'd think a 2-2 draw against Exeter's probably pretty good for Yeovil Town when we just have an under-18s side and you know everything else has been um you know the operations yeah. have been reduced uh, but um if we're on our if we're on our doorstep and we've got the option of only having four on the bench yes give us one of the kids at home on tuesday if that's what it is because it does get them involved it does get them in even the boring things like it gets them involved in the warm-ups yeah you know it sounds so stupid but being yeah, part of the dressing room just be out of the dressing room just be in there just be there even if we've got a full bench and one of those has come back, now's the time where actually, if we are starting to think about next season, now's the time where when the situation suits and Tuesday night would arguably suit, unless unless the, the unless the 18s have got a game somewhere, um, that I would hope that some of those key players are there. And I, am I right in thinking Skivo's still a part of it? Are the academy set up? Does he still I, have something I have to do no with the academy? I have no idea. I mean, nothing's ever officially changed. He's always been I, doing the assistant manager. He's academy. He? He's academy manager alongside being assistant manager. So um, I would hope then. I would hope that at some point, maybe it's already happened. Maybe it's about to happen. I imagine Skivo, eighteens, and done it whether in person or sort of via Zoom or whatever, and said, "Look, if our season peters out, you guys better be damn ready to come in and have a chance, and you better make sure that you are on it between now and the end of the season." Because let's say, let's say the next three games don't go well, we're not going up, we're not going down, and the playoffs are completely and utterly ruled out. I would want those under-18s knocking on doors saying, give me a shot. The rest of your season means nothing. Give me a shot. Here I am. Here's what I can do. Big moment for those lads. I know it's all we've got, but it's a big moment for them. And players like... Or, or Stevens and his pro contract, or whoever it may be, I would want them chomping at the bit to get an opportunity. So... Maybe that's a little bit further down the line. Maybe that's when the season is officially sort of done and dusted and we can we can rule out things like playoffs. But I do think it's worth keeping worth keeping an eye on those. I do. And we will continue to here on Glover's Cast. Do you think on you know, we've talked about the P word. I mean you've said it. You've said it now. Do you do you think on Tuesday, if we don't win on Tuesday, do you think that's it for the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yep, that's it. Me too. Is, because not not just because of the points difference and the games difference and all the rest of it, just the just the statement that it would have sent to 
to get a big win over one of those big boys. We've mentioned it a couple of times. I mean, our record against top seven, top eight teams is shocking, isn't it? Do you know what's annoying? That so, you, you know, that's you, the difference. That's where we are. What's annoying is that you've just called the other teams big boys. And, you know, really, we're big boys. We've been in the we were in the football league for fourteen years, fifteen years. This season we're not big boys. No, but we should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we should. We we really should be. Yeah, yeah we, we're we really we, should. We're Town. We're in the championship this side of twenty ten. Yep. yep. It, it, can't, I can't argue with any of that. Can't argue with any of that. But right now, the way things are going, Notts County are a big boy. We're not. Yeah, we're very much where we. Well, it feels like we're where we should be. Certainly, based on this season. Yeah, based on based on just this season. I mean, forget the whole big club, little clubs. I'm 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 not going to get into that. There's there's another podcast in that in itself. But based on this season, you can't go the run that we went on without expecting to be not in the position you want to be. You know, we we want to be near the top. We didn't win in ten. There was genuine discussions about managers' futures and things like that. At a point where we still thought we could have got relegated, people did think, oh, crikey, we're in the National League South next season. We're not. We're not. And we were never going to be. Even if relegation was still an issue this season, we're still not going down. So we've turned things around and we've made mass improvements. But you cannot give up that much wiggle room, to borrow a phrase from myself from a podcast long ago, and expect to still be in amongst it. We're doing, to be even in the conversation at this level, is incredible. But it, time is running out. I just want to look and see how many games we lost last. Do you know how many games you lost last season off the top of your head? Oh, my word. Um, no, 15, 16, 17. Yeah, well, that's, is is that it? that high? Well, I don't, I don't think we drew many that season either. I don't remember drawing many. There's a real... There's a, let me uh, try and bring it up. 19. What year are we now? <laughs> I feel like... Obviously, I've been, we've all been home for a year, so it all feels... I don't know where we are. I think we should just call this year 2020. And you know, uh, right here we go. So last season we lost 11 games. Last season. Oh, that, that's not that many. So finished fourth as well. Yeah. Um, Halifax. Halifax lost 13 and finished sixth. Um, so I think to lose 14 and still get in the playoffs. You know that that is also based on they only played thirty-seven games last season, with the whole yeah, of uh, course, yeah. Um, points per game. So, you know, Chesterfield have drawn even fewer than us, haven't they? Chesterfield have drawn three games all season. Wow, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. It is, it is. But they've won twelve <laughs> and we've won eleven. There you go. And there they've played go. they've played four less games than us as well. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. When you look at that, you think fourteen is it's gonna be it's gonna you well win them all, isn't it? It is now. <laughs> yeah, it is now. It is now. It is. And it's without question. And it, and you know, and then you think. I I know well. We think we've probably got the Sport England loan now, because yes, something popped yeah. up on Company's house that people with brains will probably understand. Um, no figures there yet, but you sort of think. If it's out of reach, what's going to happen? Are we going to do a Woking? Are we going to do a Dover? I'd, I'd like to think we wouldn't. But at the same no, time, and, and we're think, not awash think... with cash as a football club, are we? No, but next season has to start. 
and next season has to start with 2,000 season tickets being sold, has to start with commercial uh, agreements in place, has to start with things going forward, and you cannot, you cannot be in any kind of a decent position to make any of those things happen with a team that isn't playing football. Mm. Are you? You, you can. Uh, tell me I'm wrong, but I, I imagine season ticket conversations will start happening pretty soon, maybe. Yeah. Pretty, pretty soon. If, if so if those things happen... And you go, oh, please come and spend hundreds of pounds on a season ticket, please. But uh, we're going to furlough the players. But we got the other thing, though. This is this is going to get too deep, I think. <laughs> the clock's ticking. The other thing we got to think about is we've got players like Charlie Lee, Jimmy Smith, Carl Dickinson, Lee Collins, who's, you know, not even featured, really. Um, all these, you know, players who are towards the end of their career. We know Dickinson's leaving. Are they going to kick around for however many games thinking I'm probably not going to I'm not going to give it my all because I'm not going to play for after this season I'm not saying you know that decision's made or they've made that decision but you they might be thinking I'm not going to knock this on the head after this year I don't think I can handle another season of National League football are they going to give it their all? If they are planning on leaving or planning on not playing with us next season or planning on not staying in this division and they, they switch off and they don't give their all between now and the end of the campaign, they ain't going to get picked up. They ain't going to command the wages that they would want to command. So but, there is professional but, pride to play for and I, I would hope and I would, I would be angry if I was proven wrong that these professional footballers have a bit more pride about themselves than that. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, and, I, don't, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's what would happen. But if they've got eyes set on retirement and they're not going to play after the season, we should we should be playing other players, but we don't have other players. Um, I don't know. I think you you know where I'm going, but I just don't. <laughs> I do know where you're going. And I think, actually, should the next couple of results, should probably Tuesday night not go our way and we don't win it, we can probably dedicate a lot longer of a podcast to, okay, where do we want to be? How do we start next season? Yeah. So just put a pin in that for a minute, because I know exactly what you're saying, but let's rule it out before we start having that conversation. Because we're still being told that actually we're trying. We're going to give this a crack until we can mathematically not get in the playoffs anymore. So I understand exactly what you're saying, and I agree with it to a certain extent, but it's not for now. That's for when things are ruled out. The things that I want to start seeing for planning for next season are where this club is going to be and how it's going to look and are we going to be proactive about the players. We do want to keep Reese Murphy being one of them. That's that's now the conversations I want to have. I want to start seeing discussions about season tickets. I want to see uh, kits. I want to see commercial deals being done. Those are the things I want to start seeing happening for next season right now. The other stuff we'll chat about properly once once we're done, once this season's properly done. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Probably sensible. Talk me out of. <laughs> talk me out of it. Talk me out of it. I'm sure there's plenty of people sat listening, thinking, "No, talk about it." But we will. We, we are. Will. We are. It's, anticip- not, it's not for now. We are anticipating the arrival of uh, Notts County fan. So we'll take a little breather and we'll pick this up with uh, Dane from the Garrett Ford Notts County blog shortly. <laughs> The 
it was nice to finally play you, actually, I suppose, even though we lost. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Did you watch the game, Ian? No, it wasn't. It was horrendous to finally play them. How how are you feeling after yesterday then, Dane? What what are you uh what are you thinking? Uh yeah, I mean it it's you wouldn't believe listening to our, our fans at the minute, and I count myself in this sort of narrative that, that's kinda that's kinda being put out there. But um <clears throat> It feels like we're on a bad run, yet we've taken seven points out of the last nine. So um, uh, it's it's a really weird one. We're not we're not playing particularly well, but we we don't concede many. So I think when you when you like that, it's there's always a chance you're going to nick something, and that's kind of how we are. Like we, we don't score many goals, and we we when before the game yesterday, and we adopted a three-five-two, which hadn't really worked in midweek, and we only really kind of came a little bit good. Uh, with two late goals after switching to a four four two, you just thought, oh, he's going to stick with that. But we we went with a three five two, which I think caused a few people not to get the stream yesterday because we had three three defenders, three what would be determined as defensive midfielders, two of them especially. Um, but and then we we have our best player playing right wing back, and who was playing right back, our most creative player, and so it's kind of been a bit frustrating for our fans, but. I mean, yesterday wasn't too bad. We, I think, we controlled the game, helped by your team not pressing us. When we, when we get pressed, we really struggle. But um, yesterday, we, we, we were, I thought, we were very much in control. And uh, yeah, uh, it took a couple of worldies. Still, we don't create many chances, but a couple of worldies uh, kind of pulled us through, which was, which, which, which was nice. And on a, if you look at it on paper, on a good run of form now. So uh, that's that's the main thing at the end of the day. And there might be a lot of criticisms of the manager, but. We're, we're winning. We're, we're getting. We're picking up points still. So um, after actually what was a bad run, we're now we're now picking up points again. So I guess you just got to hope that that uh, sort of that sort of uh, how solid we are just sort of translates into a bit of confidence and a bit of uh, more better performances for us. I guess it's interesting. I, go on, Ben. You go. So, sorry, I was going to say I want to I want to bring up a couple of um, interesting points that, that you've said there. I the the point about the formation is really interesting. That to me. That to me suggests Neil Ardley did his homework because we have struggled against wing backs this season, big time. We had a makeshift right back yesterday in Josh Neufel in the first half, who's been probably our most um, creative forward player throughout the course of the last few months. And then the second half, we went to Matt Worthington, who's a central midfielder, very, very handy at right back, but he's not a right back. And at left back, we've got Carl Dickinson, who I've said a thousand times, I'd have 11 Carl Dickinsons if you offered me him. But the one thing he does lack is any kind of pace. And we have struggled against um, against the wing-back system with our diamond that we try and go through the centre of the pitch an awful lot and go through creative players like that. So actually, I think that probably suited... I'm guessing, putting two and two together here, that that was very deliberate, knowing you were going to come up against a side who were who were going to be quite narrow with, with full-backs who have places to exploit in that particular formation. And I was worried, I, I'm wondering, because it's... It's strange you say we feel like we've been on a poor run of form. You've lost two games since the turn of the year. It's just the performances. If you watch the games week in, week out, it's been like it's been a hard watch. Um, we, I don't know. We, we went a bit more direct yesterday, and it worked. It was it was a lot better. We had uh, Jim O'Brien, who was one of the midfielders that I mean, he had a good game of the week, but you wouldn't you wouldn't really put him in that central attacking midfield role. But his runs from midfield, I think, caused you the most problems yesterday uh, on Saturday. Um, 
because he was just he was breaking running beyond the forwards and then he was getting in with diagonal balls which it's been nice to see i guess because we've we're almost a bit too too strict with the we just try and play a bit which is which is nice i mean i'm sure every team would love a, a team that plays passing football but we struggled sometimes it team we don't break quickly enough and teams sit back and we struggle to break them down um but yes we're going a bit more direct uh helped us i think uh yesterday and i, and I think your i think Yeovil sat off us a bit too much yesterday i mean our wing backs were basically wingers yesterday whereas in midweek against boreham wood they were basically fullbacks um jordan barnett who was Come under a bit of criticism. Our left, he scored the second goal. Our left wing back, he's come under quite a bit of criticism in playing left back because, well, he, he, some games he might as well not be there in a defensive capacity because he was getting torn apart most games. But in a wing back, it kind of suits him because he's he take takes away a few of those defensive responsibilities and he's he's better going forward than he is uh, in defence. So I think that helps. And with him and Enzio Baldwin, who was arguably our well, other than maybe Cal Roberts, who's who's out with a um, an injury at the minute that was, I think it's caused by COVID, um, and it's unearthed a lot of problems and it's led to operations. He's probably our best winger, but Enzo Baldwin, he's been our, probably our best winger for a few a few years, uh, the t- two plus years since we've had him, um, and our most creative player. But he was able to get further up the pitch, and it made us look really good in a three-five too. But other teams that have pressed us, we just can't get out, and um, and it's it's been really frustrating at times, but. Yesterday, I think you you sort of played into our hands a little bit. I I agree. I agree entirely. That's exactly what I was spotting in the first half. Josh no- Josh Noyfield is is prime for that, and we were stuck at right back, not doing anything in the first half. And then Tom Knowles, our other side, who's a very good presser, a very good harrier of players in sort of defensive areas. He's a he's a player that got booked after ten minutes. Mickey Doyle doing what Mickey Doyle's done for <laughs> donkey's years and getting players booked. Um, yeah, and and that and that kind of stops him being able to do that so much because he doesn't want to get himself sent off. So I think the combination of of exactly what you're saying and a little bit of uh, Mickey Doyle's skull thuggery has 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 worked has worked an absolute treat. And that for me is exactly what you want from a Mickey Doyle. That is exactly what you want from him. Yeah. Must be horrible to play against, but I'd love to have him in my team yeah, all yeah. day long. Absolutely. See, I think our fans love Michael Doyle, but the frustration is that he's playing alongside someone who basically is quite similar to him in style of playing Jake Reeves who scored the free, uh, free kick he's he sort of they both sit deep so it's like uh, can we just have one of those that's been the argument but I mean in the 3-5-2 I guess it works if you have someone making the forward runs which is maybe something we've lacked in, in recent but yeah um it sounded like we 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 we, we played it really well uh in there in in that early booking as well which like you say is a Michael Doyle special um we used to hate playing against him but uh, yeah, it's much better to have him on your team. Um, how with, with you guys? Are you are you are you a different team at home to, to away, or do you, was it almost a negative away approach, or is it? Or are you are you any more positive at home with with that kind of pushing up the pitch a bit more? We, we certainly are. We were we were massively depleted on numbers. A little bit surprisingly so. We weren't expecting us to only have four subs, of which three were outfield players, and one was a kid who's a goalie. Um, we we just lacked. We lacked sort of options, and and I I've I've said I'm putting on the record our gaffer made a, a tactical error by putting Josh Neufeld, who's been our most creative forward outlet, and at right back as a as a bit of a bit of a stopgap. Um, 
I felt like there were other square pegs to go in that round hole. And in the second half, when we kind of came into the game, almost when it was too late, it wasn't quite 2-0 at that time, but we were at least having a go with Neufeld and Knowles to a certain extent when we could sort of gain possession for a little bit. We have a way of playing. We have a diamond that works. We have one of our more experienced. We have, we have our own Mickey Doyle and Charlie Lee, but he wasn't available. And so we had Jimmy Smith playing at the heart of that diamond. And he's good. We love Jimmy Smith. We love everything that he's done for us. But he's an attacking player that's moulded back, backwards because of his age and his minutes being restricted. And more than happy with Jimmy Smith being in there, but he's, he's not Mickey Doyle, is what he's not. Um, <laughs> We've also then, got quite an exp- inexperienced team at the moment as well. We went through quite a lot of changes yeah. Um, in, yeah. over Christmas and brought in, you know, the two centre-backs are both at the start of their careers and you know it's going to be a lot lot, there's a lot to expect from them and the other thing is we're thin we're a thin squad all of whom are playing Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday at the moment with no you know no real rotation because we don't have the players see that's where a lot of the arguments from our supporters um that we should be doing a lot better than we are comes from because our our owners um were, were quite fortunate after the troubles of alan hardy um and the, the back end of that that we we have some really good owners who have really backed neil ardley we've we've been making consistent signings anytime a player gets injured we seem to bring in a new one we've had about eight right backs in the last three weeks or something because they all keep getting injured and then we play enzo bold in there anyway <laughs> um um yeah it's and i think the players we've brought in, like I think it, the, the amount he's been backed, we, we're expected to be beating teams that are in difficult situations, like like, like yourselves, where where you are struggling to put players together. It's like Kings Lynn; they they could barely they had a fifty year old on the bench, I think, and and there were the, the threats of not even continuing, um, and yet we we really struggled against them. And you just think, surely with with the disruptions that other teams have had, you think it would it would go in our favour but it, it hasn't played out that way and um, we've, we've, we've we've underperformed in a lot of games and it, it, hopefully it's turning now again because we seem to go on runs under Neil Ardley where we'll, we'll have a bad run and then we'll have gone a really good run you get your hopes up and then you hit that bad run again um, I think so, it's the league because I, mean, I, I you know we, we would literally we've been saying the same thing that we go on a run but it's all, and then we'll come unstuck and then we'll go on a run of defeats or whatever you know it is it feels like this season is there's a lot of quality at the top of that league to to try and get through and you know you guys are up there you're you're in the thick of it with games in hand as well um so I, i guess from our perspective it's quite surprising that Ardley's under pressure a little bit yeah yeah i think i think I mean, it's. I think it's more from the week in week out, and I, I don't think the table helps. You know how there's such a disparity in the amount of games teams have played. Like we played 26, Hartlepool are a second and eight points ahead of us. Have <laughs> played 30. Yeah. So I think sometimes you forget that there's the, the difference in games. Um, so it's. I think that plays into it a little bit. And at the end of the day, we're, we're at the equivalent of around about Christmas now. I think so. Um, it just it's the and the month we're in. I think it just throws people off a little bit and maybe. E- ekes into that frustration that we're not sort of doing better than we are at least looking at the table but hopefully is it all hopefully there'll be less disruptions to the season now because the covid breaks i think we we went so long without a proper game the only ones we could get on with the fa trophy for some reason and um it hopefully now with the te- 
routine testing and hopefully the, and the case is dropping a bit hopefully we can have a little bit more of a uninterrupted finish of the season I think that goes applies to everyone throughout the league it's really frustrating when you're looking forward to that Saturday game and there's nothing else to look forward to at the minute it's just binned off at the last minute and then you'd like oh great what do I do in my weekend now I have to do the garden or something um, <laughs> so uh, um, yeah it's kind of Hopefully it's, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm just looking forward to getting this season out of the way and hopefully have some normality next season. Oh, and... Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for this season to be over. I really yeah, like the, quickly. the long, it feels yeah. like it's the longest, the longest time. Um, and I think, you know, our, our fixture is probably a perfect example of that because we were meant to play in December. There was going to be fans back in Hewish Park and then yeah. obviously everything went wrong. And we seem to catch a lot of flack from your fans for the, the, the cancellations of games. I think there's a rumour that we tried to get a game on in a certain point and you didn't want to play it. So I think there's a bit of a... <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that that's maybe where uh, where it comes from. But I mean, if you've got injuries and a bit threadbare, it's it's not ideal, is it, sometimes? You just want that extra week. Because I know we, we had a... We... Uh, had a, a gap at a weekend and I think our manager was quite uh, quite pleased that it was there in the end after um a few weeks earlier going, oh, I just I just want to play the games now but then as soon as you have about uh six games in three weeks then uh it starts to and people start picking up niggles and things like that and then it's like okay maybe we could do a weekend off and I don't know if it was similar at that point then or we were in good form actually so maybe it was that I think I think unless I've got my dates wrong I think that was the time that our gaffer actually had COVID wasn't it yeah I think it was that was the point where Darren Saul was was and he and he said he felt it. He he had it. He had it pretty nasty. But oh, really, um, so I think it was. Um, yeah, I think that. I think. I think. Unless I've got my dates wrong. Yeah, which, the the manager. The manager had it, and then because his office is in with, um, you know, his office is with the other coaches. They were all having to self isolate as well. I think wasn't it when we played. Was our first game back? I think Skivo had come out of isolation at midnight and then took the game on the Tuesday night. That's right, and the gaffer wasn't there, was he? No, that's right. Yeah, I'm sure it was that way around. Yeah, so I think I think and I think it was it was supposed to be that Saturday before that we both had a gap, and we when we were like the play, I, I can't remember, I can't remember, but I'm sure it was around that time. I I, I want to ask you, Dane, um, defensively, I'm I'm surprised to hear you talk about your chopping and changing at the back and how you've got creative players playing in in the defence and that you're, you're changing formations. You've conceded 21 goals all season. Sam Slocum bored off his knocker. <laughs> yeah, What's he doing? A... Nothing going on. Yeah, you could play you and I at the back and they wouldn't concede by the looks of it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty solid. We've got Lacey and Rawlinson who have been excellent for the best part. Uh, they were good last season and they've been great this season. And we've brought um, Ellison now who from Tranmere who came with good reviews from their fans um, when he's dropping down. To our level uh, and he's been a really good addition and I think that's probably the main reason why we're sticking with the free now I think he's obviously dropped down dropped down to the National League and he wants to play yet we've got two other players that are playing really well so um, I think maybe it forced the manager's hand a little bit and it was I guess we needed to try something because we won't score we're not we're still not really like if you look at the two long-range efforts yesterday yesterday um we created a couple of chances i, I mean i remember dro i dropped a text into our group chat uh, with a few of the other knots fans it's like how many chances have we created open in open play in the last five games and uh, i don't think anyone could answer and then we about five minutes later we created one but we missed it but um which is standard um <laughs> but yeah it's uh i think that was the the onus for the 
the chop and change in, in terms of the formation, the, just the attacking side of things, just try something different. It does seem, I mean, seven out of nine, you can't really complain about that despite the performances not being uh, like pleasing the fans a bit more, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, the, the, I mean, we've been solid at the back all season, so you, you can't really moan about that. The, the chopping and changing mainly has become has come with injuries. Um, Richard Brindley, who was playing really well at right back, um, he he got injured, and then Dion Kelly Evans has has been in there, who's been playing as makeshift left back for a lot of the season. But he's such a like a passionate player, a bit like Dicko, where he's 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 just wears his heart on his sleeve. He's he's about five foot six, I think, as well. And but he never he, he doesn't seem to lose many headers. He's just so passionate and just so committed that it makes up for his maybe his lack of height. But um, yeah, he I'm surprised he's not. Maybe I think he's he's suffered from the the change in formation, and it's a bit disappointing to see him out of the team because he was he's probably our best left back. Um, but I think that's maybe where the change has come in formation. With it's the personnel at the minute, um, but it, it has led to a few frustrations when you see the the team sheet on uh, see the team sheet with quite a lot of defensive players on it. But it is what it is. We'll just make ourselves difficult to beat while we're not playing too well, and I guess that's that's all you can do really as a manager. Definitely, and so I think going... if if you can get out of the league. You know, if you can get out of the league based on that, you know, I think you'll be happy come the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, it'd be the least glamorous promotion I think I'd have. I'm not like I've seen many in my uh, in my time supporting Notts County since I've started supporting them. They've they've only really gone down the league. So um, it's uh, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, I I I just want to get out of back into the football league. Um, just just to it's. It's such a hard league to get out of this one. And I think it's such a, it was such a good opportunity this year. And I think that's another frustration with fans that I know Sutton have really hit some form now, but when Torquay seemed to be dropping off and then we were round about the same sort of points per game as Sutton at the time, and then we dropped off and they pushed on and it could have been, we could have been in a really good situation. And um, I think that's frustrating because it, seem, it seems, it, it probably, I think Sutton at some point, hopefully will hit a dip. I think Barrow did last year just before the, um, before the, the season got, uh, uh, just like yeah, because so, everyone um, was everyone was saying they weren't going to win the league, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, they exactly. were. They were not. Harrogate were going to catch them. Harrogate were going to catch them. I go on record as saying it. I'll go on record and say I think we were going to catch them. We were flying. Yeah. We were absolutely flying, and everyone was buzzing. And I, I genuinely think we'd have, we'd have caught them. Um, if and I, you say Harrogate there, I think we'd probably, I think we we'd have been close to them as well. But yeah. it is what it is. We're still in the league, and. Uh, like yourselves in the in the long term, you just want to get back into the football league, um, and and just I don't know, it's 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 just such a tough league to get out of. And I think yeah. I feel like we, I feel like sometimes you you'd almost you feel like you'd almost do better in the league above because there's there's <laughs> there's just more more spaces to get out of the league rather than the one plus the lottery of the playoffs in this league. So going forward, then what what are you and 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 Notts County thinking? Eight points off second. With a couple of four games in hand, yeah. you're only you're only another four points until Sutton. Are you are you still thinking there's an opportunity for the title, or are you going for that 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 top that top rung of the playoffs where you I've, wait the extra game? I think we'll have to aim for top three. I think um, at the minute, I think it had taken an, an incredible run of run of results from ourselves. Which who knows it. it uh, this this uh, sturdiness in in our approach could turn into hopefully that confidence that leads to a good run of form um, and continues chipping away at the points hopefully, but the way Sutton are going at the minute you can't really see anyone catching them. But like like I say we mentioned Barrow they were dropping off. I'm hoping that they they hit a similar 
similar stumble and we can just capitalize but it's we've just got to focus on ourselves and i think top three uh second and third spots i think will be something that we're probably is a bit more realistic but um who knows i mean uh if the with the with the dover the dover score lines who knows what's going to happen with that are they going to be marked off that i think that changes the the table in our favor as well i think we lost to them so um uh yeah so it could change the table again and then make everything look a, a little bit different so um who knows? Who knows? I mean, I'd say we're aiming for top two or three at the minute, but we're not. We've got a lot of games to go, so anything can happen. And we've we've come from. I think when we won League Two in oh nine ten, we were like eighteen points or something behind the leaders, and we we clawed it back in a similar amount of games. I think it was like eighteen games or something, and won the league. Um, so, but I, I, I won't put this this team in the same breath as. As those players because that they, they were an incredible lineup with uh, um, the fake money that came at that time. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, who knows? Who knows? I, I'd like to think we'll get top uh, two or three, and then then it's a uh, one home home game away from Wembley, and hopefully fans will be back in the stadiums by by then. But at the same time, we could easily finish mid table. <laughs> the way this, the way that the tight, how tight this league is. If uh, what are we forty five and all the way down to uh, what we're we looking at. For, for ultra gym, ultra, I can never say it, where you guys are. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, um, yeah, 38, yeah. seven points separating us, and think if you, if the result would have gone the other way on Saturday, it's, it's a lot closer again, isn't it? So well, um, we've well, that's something we've said. Yeah. That's something we've said actually. We we said that these back to back games against Notts County were a really big opportunity for us to make a statement um, and to also just just claw in that top six. Interesting to hear you. I'm not sure whether you're just being polite because you're on the Glovers cast, but you've kept going down to Ultra and Yeovil. Um, 38 points, 44 for Bromley. Obviously, a huge disparity in games all over the shop. From a from a quote neutral's point of view, we're becoming less and less convinced that the playoffs are an option. Do you still think that six points is is enough to be made up at this late stage? Um, yeah, I, I I think so. I mean, you've seen teams uh, be six points above relegation zones and go down <laughs> with two games to go. So, um, yeah, I think I think uh, it's. it's Get a, get a few wins on the spin, and it all changes the. I mean, obviously, that disparity in games again is is the thing that that's kind of you you see likes of Chesterfield on twenty six games, um, on thirty nine points, and it's you think if that they're in quite good form at the minute, uh, furlough FC. So um, and um, <laughs> yes, get uh, Chesterfield <laughs> digging. There's a Chesterfield digging every week on the I'm glad it was really? you. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad I. I'm glad I filled that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if um. I just think not everyone's going to be beating each other, so taking points off each other. So I think two or three wins on the spin and everything changes. But like I say, it's just getting those two or three wins on the spin, isn't it? So there's always one outsider that comes through. Personally, I think it will be Chesterfield that that maybe comes in late and and grabs a playoff spot. And that's they're the, they're always the team that I'm wary of. If if you're looking at the playoffs, they're the, they're the ones that are always they've got the momentum, haven't they? So it's it's kind of you know, it's it's kind of. Uh, that's what I don't like about the playoffs and going into it. I used to love it when I was a. We had a couple of playoff uh, playoff games when I was a kid, and I loved it. But um, yeah, they're, they're too nervous. They make me too nervous as an adult. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't like. It's all about momentum, isn't it? You know, we saw it when we yeah. went up to the championship. We won however many games on the spin, and then we were full of confidence going into the playoffs. And I remember your game against Forest. I think you beat them, didn't you? Uh, came like in the over the two legs. Yeah, that, that was that was a different season. That was the other one 
where we we lost to Blackpool in the final, but the one where we actually made it to the championship, we were in such good form. We beat Sheffield United in the in the semi, and then um, Brentford, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. now, now they're all running away with things, aren't they? Those it's, two teams. It's really frustrating, isn't it, when you think of it? When you, you you're saying you play those teams on a on a regular basis, we used to play Bournemouth and <laughs> Brentford and teams Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday on a regular basis, and it's uh, and like nowadays, you, it's it's quite rare to come up against teams of that size at at, at this level. Um, with the greatest respect to everyone. Who's in our league? I bet, I bet you guys miss going to away days like Sheffield United. I know, I know, I do. I never get anything there, but it's it's always a nice, nice place to go and and go to those kind of grounds. And I guess that's the appeal. One of the big appeals as a fan of getting into the football league. But I mean, I still love doing the away days of of uh, like t- ticking off a lot of the the new grounds. It has been different and a and a nice experience in a, in a lot of ways. But um, you, you got to say you do miss playing sort of those those big teams and being the underdog like that on a on a regular basis. I I'd take any away day at the moment. <laughs> any. <laughs> Just any. I'll go anywhere, please. A, <laughs> yeah. When when we Weymouth. <laughs> yeah, even Weymouth. Even, even Weymouth. That'd oh, be a fun yeah. away day. Yeah. Staying yeah. up by default. <laughs> <laughs> the the um the, the the thing that I've I I, learned, I like I I was upset for about an hour when we got relegated. Then I thought, you know what, it doesn't really matter, does it? It's like people go, oh, I'm not going down anymore if we get relegated out of the football league. But at the end of the day, you think about it, it's not the football is just a sideshow for the, the social elements of, of football. I think that's the way I see it. I go, I go down, see some mates, have a few beers, enjoy the go in the pub afterwards, moan about the performance, and then that's the, that's the sort of that's that's it. Those away days, like we got relegated, when I think playing Swindon away, all gutted for about ten minutes, and I was in, I was in a, I was in a pub half an hour later and just just having a laugh and it was it was a good day out <laughs> so um <laughs> you just uh it doesn't matter what level you're playing at i think as a as a player it's nice to obviously play higher but it's um and and i do miss going to some of those stadiums but at the end of the day it's it's all for me at least it's about uh seeing friends and, and having a good good day around the football and any win is a bonus really i guess that's what you say when you, you used to when you in a team that loses about 70 percent of the time so <laughs> I think that's a nice place. I think that's a nice place to leave it there. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what with Notts County being a losing team, <laughs> yeah. Let's hope the stats are in our favour on Tuesday night. But uh, I, yeah. I don't know. How, Speaking how, of, how, on, how, on my, my own view is I am not optimistic about Tuesday night, given that we had four subs on the bench and Murphy, our you know our leading man's potentially out as well. It is going to be a tough, a tough Tuesday, I think. Do you think he'll change it up in terms of tactics? Do you think um, no? Is, is he what is he is he quite stuck to his sticks to his guns quite a lot, or does he change it up? When well, we he... don't we don't have the personnel to play a different formation. I don't think at the moment, and it's you know he might try and flatten the the diamond possibly, um, <laughs> but no, it's very much that that's the way we'll we'll play. It'll just be personnel rather than system. Do you think that's? Do you think that it's a case of with Yeovil of just kind of getting through the rest of the season with with what you've got, and then maybe focus on on next year? What you were talking about the playoffs being quite an outside chance, and looking at it, it probably is um, with the six points and game differential. Uh, do you think that Yeovil are just kind of thinking let's get through the season, then then push on next year, and that's why that you may be a little bit fragile there. Well, publicly they're all about going yeah. for it, aren't they? Yeah. I think I, I personally think Tuesday is a big day for that. I think if we win Tuesday and somehow there's a there's a 
there's a, a gap shortens. I mean, if we win on on Tuesday, it puts us within four points of you, and suddenly you're starting to look up again. It's such a it's such a fine margin. I think if Notts County on Tuesday goes against us, that's it. That's it for us then. I think there are too many gaps, too many teams, too many game disparities that are just not going to fall in our favour. Uh, I, I kind of wanted four points from these two games to to keep that mindset. I'm willing to accept three and maybe still have half a glimmer of hope. But it does need to be three. If we come out of this with a one-all draw or lose, yeah, it's done. It's done. It might already be done, especially if the loss to Murphy is is significant. He's such a talismanic goal scorer. Um, if he is, if he's out for eight weeks, if it's a hamstring that's going to be a season ender, then maybe Yeovil's season goes along with it. But if we can get out of Tuesday with a win, even maybe not necessarily the most pretty win we've ever seen in our life, then yes, then yes, we still have the glimmerest of glimmerest of hope. But there ain't a lot left. <laughs> there ain't a lot left, and it will very quickly become, yeah, start planning for next season and start thinking about how how we're going to reattack this in in the summer. Yeah, I think uh, history goes in your favour anyway. I think that you're you're one of our. We've always struggled against you down the years. Um, you have to sort of think about it as a not scouty fan about when we beat you. I think uh, most of the time you you come away with a win. <laughs> There's only a couple that I, I can kind of remember. I think 2010, uh, I remember beating you, and then uh, then on Saturday, that's that's the only two I can really remember. Maybe one when I think you were flying in. I think we're in what was been division three at the time league two and i think stefan oaks well i think we beat you three nil on a midweek game which very rarely happened for us and i think stefan oaks scored from the halfway line loved your keeper uh that's that's about the only three that i remember beating you but we always seem to lose or a draw against you but um so maybe that goes in it's a weird year isn't it i'm, I'm trying to find that now i've got a 4-1 win back uh, in that... uh 18 there's yeah. a 4-1 there's a there's a 2-0 it might have yeah. been a 2-0. It was a long time ago. Abora and McLeod back-to-back pretty quickly yeah. in the second half. I'm trying to find a few others. You're right. We have got a decent record. I'm starting to feel good again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... It's uh, yeah, who knows? It, it, history books, I don't know how much they mean, <laughs> but uh, mm. yeah, um, I think uh, what would it have been? Yeah, it was 2007 ish, I think. Just uh, that was that's the one that range goal i'm just bringing it up on my screen now so. <laughs> you can probably hear that actually sorry about that <laughs> don't um, worry yeah it was <laughs> yeah just in front of the halfway line just uh, love the keeper it was, it was, Wonder who was i wasn't there time, but i remember seeing it mm. oh dear well <laughs> <laughs> yeah he didn't he didn't make the best attack. he was well off his line he uh, i think he he uh, basically stumbled back to try and claw it out but uh oh yeah, actually it, it wasn't from the halfway line I'm just watching it now and it was about it was it, don't get me wrong it was in the centre circle area but it was it was it always seemed further out from memory. Wow. Maybe you shouldn't watch the good goals back <laughs> because uh, they're never as good as you remember. No, <laughs> no. I've I've just remembered actually me, me and Ben. So we always ask a uh, question of our guests the same question. Um, we do yes. Uh, of when people come on the podcast, um, and that is your your go to meal deal of choice. What on the concourse? Anyway, no, in the in the in in the supermarket, you know, you've got yeah. your lunch on the way to work, and you've got to nip into Tesco or, or ASDA or whatever. Three pounds, three pound fifty. What's your meal deal? What's your combo? That's been a while, hasn't it? Um, I would say uh, chicken and bacon sandwich Solid. Solid. on the whole, whole, on the the nice wholemeal bread. Um, with I think they're in the things are red hot Doritos. I think they're in there. If not, nice. maybe maybe a McCoy's salt and vinegar McCoy's. 
and just a bottle of water because I'm quite boring like that. <sighs> oh, really <at> the end. <laughs> yeah. but, but if we're gonna throw it, if we're gonna throw a fizzy drink in, let's just go full fat coke. That's a hangover choice, isn't it? Okay, yeah, I mean, you, you you pulled it back there because the bottle of water nearly got you thrown up. To be honest with you, that <laughs> nearly <laughs> nearly ruined it. But uh, it's solid. Two out of three ain't bad, as Meatloaf once said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know if you've got a league table for the choices there but uh yeah i, I think with the first two maybe that's you're I definitely you're definitely not bottom you're definitely not bottom, definitely not bottom. Had, what was the, what had, was the worst we had carrots and hummus sticks at one point and that no, was, a no. complete hummus, was, it, was so. that from, was that from a forest green fan no it was from a yogurt fan <laughs> <laughs> uh, hummus yes. it was actually it was hummus and carrot sticks rather than carrot and hummus sticks ben Oh, sorry, I did, think, I, did I, I spoonerize it? Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much for your time this morning. Um, yep. Much yeah, appreciated. Been, hopefully, been good, good to talk again. Yeah, hopefully you'll be a little less happy on Tuesday night, but I don't know. I don't yeah, see I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we just, the, the, the seven out of nine we've got, I just, I'm really hoping we can just kick on now because we've we've had a bad bad run and you get, I don't know about you guys, sorry to extend it again, but <laughs> the, um, yeah, we, we already we have a lot of people calling for the manager to go. Um, and history books with Notts County shows that every time we get a new manager, it gets worse. So uh, I've been sort of, although I've got frustrations, I've sort of advocated to to keep keep the manager in in place and just let's see what happens. Like if we don't get if we don't get promoted, I think he'll probably it probably might they might mix it up anyway. But I just don't see the point in changing it at this point. Let's just see how it plays out. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's modern day football fans and message boards and Twitter. It, it I think it shortens managers' uh, lifespans nowadays in terms of their their position in, at clubs. Yeah, I'm sure if you were all in the ground and you were winning games, no matter what the style of play, everyone yeah, would probably not... be a bit happier. But well, when you when you when you look back at results, you don't remember the performance. You just yeah. remember the goals and the and the result, don't you? So Whereas, sat at yeah. home behind a screen, everything's a lot. <laughs> everything's a lot worse <laughs> absolutely yeah absolutely right cool. let's leave it there and we will talk again well we might not talk again next season if the uh how about, how about we talk again before the playoff final between us yeah <laughs> yes that'll do yeah yeah <laughs> that'll, that'll do that'll, yeah okay yeah, great that's yeah. fine fine by me yeah Many thanks to Dane for joining myself and Ben on uh, this episode of the Glovers Cast. Um, obviously, we talked quite a lot there, and you sent us it quite good, a. Wasn't it? It, it was. was. Yeah, he's good. He's it was a good, good. That he's a great chat. Um, uh, obviously, you, we had quite a lot of questions in. So, looking at the time on this podcast, we are going to shelve them for next Sunday um, when Coatsy will be back. He has not been. Uh, barred from the Glover's cast because of the Alton Towers joke, although that is strike one. Um, we'll 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 be back later this week. We'll try and answer some of your questions after the Notts County game on Tuesday. Um, we also want to hear. So was it Sweeter who asked that question? Was it Chris? Of course it was. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a. I've had to scroll through a lot of biscuit puns uh, this morning 
Um, so the question was if you're a custard cream or a bourbon person. So it's not even close, is it? It's not even close, isn't it? It's not even close. I'm not going to reveal until the next podcast which Aren't way you? I fall, but it's not. Can I? I want to reveal mine. Close. I want to reveal mine. Go on then. Go on then. Reveal yours. So if I'm at you know uh, a meeting and Cater is bringing a plate of biscuits, and I'm giving you know the last two biscuits on the plate, all the others have gone. You got one bourbon left, one custard cream. I'm always going for the bourbon. You think you know someone? <laughs> you think you think you can start to get on with someone? It's a you treat biscuit. Somebody... It's a treat biscuit. It's got chocolate, man. It's worse than the carrots and hummus. <laughs> Don't do not tar me with that brush. Goodness me, we should have. We should never have brought this up. We will speak to you, honest Glovers cast listeners, in the near future. But for now, I leave you on that bombshell that Ian Perkins likes bourbon creams over custard creams. There we go. See you next week, folks. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.